Hertz has got it, wants the throw. Hertz setting up the screen. It is complete and blown up. Miles Sanders caught it. Malcolm Rodriguez was there waiting for him. That's a big play by Rodrigo. Welcome to another edition of the 20 in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. He is PJ Clark. He joins me every Sunday after the game. And unfortunately, PJ, we've got to talk about another Lions loss. Another Lions loss. Yeah, four in a row. And and the disappointing thing, I think, is just, you know, Dan said all week, we got to focus on this game. This game is the one that's so important. Coming out of the bye, you know, you had lost three straight. You're, 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 you're looking for some some good news, some positive things. Turn your season around. You went to pads in practice. You know, you you really tried to do everything you could do to to, to get a win, to turn this thing around. And then you go to Dallas offensively for a second straight week. You can't get the ball in the end zone. And look, the defense played pretty well. I'll give I'll give that defense Definitely. a lot of credit for two straight weeks. I think Aaron Glenn is starting to figure some things out. You got to love what some of the young players are oh, doing. Yeah. You know, you, you start an Aiden Hutchinson. You see Josh Pascal for the first time. Malcolm Rodriguez obviously has been doing his thing all year, but Kirby Joseph steps in and, you know, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson gets, you know, one and a half sacks. Kirby has a great turnover there. Should have had another interception. Yep. He dropped that one. We're going to talk to him about this week. He's going to be pretty upset about that one, the former wide receiver. But Malcolm makes some plays. And so finally your defense is playing well, and some of these young guys that you drafted – pretty high are starting to make plays and then the offense can't get out of their own way it's just it, one step forward two steps back just you got to get both rolling at the same time at some point point. and we're talking about an offense too that was so good the first Early four on, weeks of the yeah. season i mean we're talking about kansas city detroit and buffalo that was the conversation about offensive football yep. in the nfl the first month of the season and now it's 29 nothing 24 6 Obviously, turnovers were the huge story in, in Dallas. You know, Jared Goff with, with two fumbles, two interceptions. Now, a couple of the, the fumbles late where I think, you know, you're down. And he's got to try to yeah. extend plays. And, you know, that happens. But um, the first interception on the first drive of the, of the third quarter just wasn't a good throw. He, had, he said so as much at the end of the game. Same thing with, with the throw to Kennedy over the middle, just low behind him. Wasn't a good throw. Um, and then you even got something crazy like Jamal Williams who has been so sure-handed in the NFL, he's never lost a fumble. Never. Ever in the NFL. Six and so veteran. what's the first time he does it? S down 10-6. Going into, going the, end into the end zone. On the one-yard line, first and goal. It's just, it, it, it's a snake-bitten offense, I think, right now. And they've got to find their groove because this defense is finally starting to play some pretty good football. And I think a big part of the offense, as it has been for the whole team, is the injuries. Swift whenever he gets back is obviously going to be a jolt you lost st brown after the first drive today dj chark is on ir these are your your three explosive players your three best guys on offense not there but you can't make excuses no and and not in week and dan seven. campbell after this game he wasn't about to make excuses for any any of those injuries he's still and he's right everybody deals with injuries you still have to find a way to get it done this is what dan campbell said after the game no, I mean, look, a little bit, there's things that pop up, but I mean, that's that's what we're charged with, you know, and, uh, you know, we're charged, that's what I'm charged with, and so it doesn't matter who we have or what we're doing or who we're playing, I mean, the the bottom line is you got to find a way to, to win, and I, I really felt like we were on track to do that, and then, you know, we, uh, you know, we made those couple of mistakes that killed us, the turnovers, you know, and against an opponent this good, it's good luck, 
you know, this is a good opponent. It's a talented roster and it's well coached. And so. And I, and I, I did think the game plan was a good one. You know, they weren't going to let Mike, Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and, and that talented Dallas front that came into this game leading the NFL with 24 sacks. They yep. weren't going to let them pin their ears back and they weren't going to throw the ball. 30, 40 times and make Jared Goff a, a statue target back there. They wanted to run the football. They wanted to play a conservative conservative game, and it worked. Their defense complemented them really well. I mean, this th- th- they were up 6-3 at halftime, and they had a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter on the road against a good team, but you can't turn the football over. And and even to your point there, the, the offensive game plan, the best offensive player of the game, which is – Again, no touchdowns, so not saying a ton, but was a quick tight end screen to Brock Wright. And you threw that little rollout to Brock Wright, got involved a lot today, just trying to get the ball out quick, short passes, and let your receivers do the work downfield to not have Parsons and Lawrence and all those guys get, you know, four seconds of opportunity. Continue to run the football. They, they gained over 100 yards for a sixth straight game. I think they haven't done that since 1976. I saw, you know, Greg Maiola does a, a terrific job with, with the Lions PR, sending out some of those kind of things after every game. And, I mean, something you haven't done since 76 in terms yeah. of running the football consistently, something they, this, this, this team, this franchise has always wanted, you know, since Barry Sanders hung them up. And, and now you're getting that. And then your defense plays pretty well. And now your, your quarterback's turning the football over. Nine for Jared in six games is too many. You know, for a young team, for a team that's defensively just kind of trying to figure out you've got to stay on schedule you've got to be better than that if you're Jared Goff yeah and it's the more I I feel like you get away from the run game which again Jamal Jamal Williams 15 carries today but had two fumbles you're only losing one but the first one wasn't exactly his fault kind of like a fluke play but you just you know commit to the run against a a Cowboys defense that showed today was not great against the run and And they haven't been that coming in and I think but it's so hard once you get down to stay committed to that because you got to pick up chunk plays. And I, I think they only had one 20 yard rush today. And that was, that was the biggest chunk that happened. Yeah. But, the, but they were, the game plan was working. Yeah. You know, you had a chance to take that lead in the fourth quarter and, you know, obviously it's a tough loss and, and now you've really put yourself behind the eight ball. I think um, seeing just how the, the league went this year, I, I, I think if the draft were tomorrow, the Lions would have the number one pick. Yep. It's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, you know, one in, you know, one in five behind the eight ball, and now you've got, you know, a, a Miami team that that's you know playing Sunday night, and you've got Green Bay, who's reeling a little bit. And yeah, you get them I at mean, home, they are not. Now it's now it's not. Now you have to win. Yeah. Now it's that, that's it. You, you've used up all that leeway that you might have. You, you gotta now go are the Detroit Lions. Here. You have to go on a run. Or you're not going to be playing relevant football in December, and and it's just so disappointing because there was so much hope and and just the way the offense looked good, and you kind of figured the defense would figure it out. Now the defense is finally figuring out a little bit. Some of these young guys are making plays, and the offense is taking a step back. And I've always said this: you you look at good teams around the NFL. What do they do? They play complementary yep. football, and and I think Detroit has just been the exact opposite. When the offense has played good, the defense has been historically bad. When the, when the defense has started to play well the last two weeks, the offense can't find the end zone. And so, you look, you're just not going to win football games that way. You've got to find a way, if you're Dan Campbell, if you're 
um, Aaron Glenn, um, if you're Ben Johnson, you got to find a way that you can get this whole football team on the same page. I mean, special teams wise, right? They, they made a couple kicks, right? Yeah. That was a big question mark coming in. Now they did give up a big return, but um, you know, I, I, I don't think that unit played terrible. They didn't score off that off that big return. So you just, you just got to start find a way to play complementary football, right? I, I and I think the offense is something that we haven't seen the last two games now, not two weeks, but especially when the defense is starting to come around a little bit, you got to have prolonged drives. You got to keep them off the field. You just got to, you got to give those guys time to kind of regroup and, and you want them on the field the way they're playing now, especially the way they played today, but you got to have, you know, longer drives. You can't just go three and out, three and out, three and out. Now it wasn't all negative in Dallas. And we would be remiss if we did not talk about the game that um, Jeff Okuda had. Unbelievable. Because he was terrific he was all over the place this is what the lions were hoping they would get when they selected jeff okuda a couple years ago with the number three pick because he was all over the field and he and he's never been one to shy away from you know putting his nose in the mm-hmm. run game and coming up and hitting but i mean there were plays Peach, where he was on the entire other side of the formation yep. and came across and to make a play across the field 15 tackles one tackle for loss that that resulted in a punt yep. in the first in the first half, I mean, he was just terrific. And I asked Dan Campbell after the game about Jeff Okuda, and this is what he had to say. Like he played really well. Today, especially in the run game. Played really well. That was encouraging. I tell you what, he, he had his best week of practice this week, and that was his best game. Coaches preach that all the time, don't they? Practice. Yeah. Practice how you play. Practice how you play. And, 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 boy, he had a great week of practice. I bet Jeff liked having the pads on a little bit. Yeah. He's a physical guy. Yeah. I don't think fans realize how, just how physical – um, he was ready he to go he from was the ready jump, to go. the first possession. He was, He's got size, speed. I thought he played well in, in coverage yep. as well. There were, there were none of the penalties that had kind of, you know, bit him the last couple of weeks, yep. you know, him being physical, but but there were none of that. He covered really well. He was right there to tackle they when somebody did, a lot did of catch it. Interesting things, too. He was lined up in the box. He was covering Schultz and those tight ends, too. I, I think schematically they did some really interesting things that we hadn't seen from Jeff Yeah, and, Dal- and that was interesting for Dallas, too. I think they loaded um, you know, one side with receivers a lot, and they, that left Jeff on one side to do the tight end. And when the tight end didn't release, then yep. that's an immediate cue to Jeff, like, boom, yep. I'm just going to hit it. And he did, and he was terrific. And look, if Jeff Okuda continued to play like that, and this defense can continue to play like that, look, they started four rookies, and uh, every single they one of those guys up. made a play. Yep. And so you you mix in some guys like Jeff Okuda, who's only in his third year. He's a young guy too. Yep. Ali McNeil in his second year. Yep. Um, you know, there's some young guys that are starting to play pretty good, and now you're you're building this up, and so. Obviously, huge test next week with Miami and, and all the speed. That's they've the secondary. Got, yeah. They've got speed going everywhere. So that you know, Aaron Glenn's going to have his his problems next week. You know, preparing for that one. But you you got to like what you saw with this defense. And what's the answer for the offense now? I I mean, the on the defensive note, Josh Pascal in, in his first career game. I don't know how you could have drew that up any better. Yeah, I mean, he was just good making too. making plays in the run game, pushing the pocket. Him and Kaminsky back obviously today, which we have talked about a lot on this podcast was going to make the defensive line as a whole better, make Hutchinson better. And I think you saw that especially early on. Yeah, hundred um, percent. A lot of things positive there. Now, offensively, they just got to go back to the, they got to go I back think, to the drawing board. I mean, again, you never want to make the injury excuse, but you need chunk plays and Swift is your chunk play guy. Yeah. And I think that'll, that'll certainly help. And it sounds like he's 
getting closer. I know he was questionable this week. He participated in practice as a lim- in a limited basis. He was a game-time decision, um, didn't go. But Campbell said afterward, hopefully we have him next week. And I don't think Dan would say that unless he's got a pretty good idea that he's probably going to be back and next you week. you do have the benefit of you know three professional running backs you know that you don't have to push deandre swift if he's not 100 percent because jamal is, is a good one b to his one a craig reynolds justin jackson those guys are are pros but nobody is deandre swift yeah. on, on this offense right now and losing st brown i think was big too yeah. you know i talked to tj hawkinson this week in the locker room and I, w- I just asked him about you know what that offense missed with without st brown and then with st brown let's be honest he was 85 percent. He, he didn't look himself in in new england no. and tj was talking about just the pressure that it puts on the safety especially this defense is a single high safety look right dan quinn brought yeah. that over from seattle and just what what that does to the safety when you have saint on one side and and hawk on the other side and the decision that that safety has to make yeah. and now saint brown goes out he gets you know hit in the head obviously the league is taking a very close look at that right now he kind of went to his knees and shook his head and the, the referee i think did the the, the the right thing by stepping in saying hey go get checked out yeah, yeah, immediately you know was in concussion protocol and, and lost for the game but i think that was a big loss because i think he was a big part of the game plan today i bet they wanted him back. him back in full force yeah i bet that was the number one priority because today. all that short stuff all that even though it was a conservative game running the ball it was probably a conservative game passing the football too and and that's the bread and butter of of just the underneath of, of little Saint five, Brown. five yard drag boom get there boom get that run after good. the catch yeah. and and stuff like that so i think missing him you know definitely hurt um you know you hope he speeds you know through the protocol they're obviously you know gonna gonna take their time make sure everything's right with him um but you know it, it sounded from dan that that you know he gave him the thumbs up he was feeling pretty good it yeah. wasn't a severe situation we'll obviously have to see and 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 how he goes through the protocol and they'll be careful with that but getting him back getting swift back i think that will help um but but i think jared's got to play a little bit better too yeah. you know now you look at the statistics with jared and and look 21 of 26 228 but the two picks it's taking care of the football it, and it when you don't have those weapons you just can't compound it when you don't have the big plays like you talked about you can't turn it over because that's just you can't get those points, those chunk plays back enough when when turnovers lead to points and now you're behind. It it, it just puts you behind the eight ball. And I think offensively, you you probably learned a little bit today about what you can do even outside of Swift and St. Brown. Those, those tight end screens, getting those guys involved, that really worked today against an elite defense. So you break that out against some of these lesser teams. I, I think there's stuff on tape today that you can then take to Miami and Green Bay and certainly Chicago and see, you know, what might work against not as impressive units. Now it's go time. Yeah. You know, now you come home. Now you're in must-win situations. Two I at mean, home. Again, I mean, we talked about that. These these home chunks that, that you know, after Thanksgiving, it's three it, – Thanksgiving is three at home. You get two home here. I think these home chunks are, are very beneficial on the schedule. Miami, Green Bay, who lost to Washington on, on Sunday, and Chicago. To me, that you got to put three together. Yep. And if you want to be in this thing, if, if you want to stay you know, right behind Minnesota, who was on the bye this week, but they're at five and one. If, if this is going to, you know, if you're going to make this interesting, you're going to be in that graphic. In, in, December. in the hunt in the graphic in the hunt you've got to win these next three games it's it's, it's come to that now because you put yourself in a hole yeah I, I mean gotta gotta have the uh crowd out at ford field and get ready for an afc matchup
should be a big one. It, 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 it's, it is a big one because it's oh, one, it is a big one. It's one they've got to have. So, you know, obviously a little bit disappointing, um, you know, to come back from, from Dallas and, in, 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 you know, the performance the way they did. Had a chance to go up in the fourth quarter. Can't get it done. Kind of can't get out of their own way offensively. And, and, and that's got to be really disappointing. But, hey, now you're in a hole. And Jared said it. Like it it's, you know, through adversity that you find your Back character. against the wall. You know, no they, they, now now you'll see what, what this team's all about because now they've got to win. So, obviously, it'll be a busy week in Allen Park as, as we get ready to to welcome in Miami. We'll break that all down on DetroitLions.com all week. We'll have a 20-minute in the huddle podcast midweek. And, You'll join me Sunday night. I'll right? be we'll there. We'll talk a little Miami Dolphins at yeah. Ford Field. We'll see what happens. All right, let's do it. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Disappointing, but uh, let's hope the Lions can turn it around next week.